I'm Hattie, and welcome to episode 3 of Hattie Talks Politics and Economics. Today, I'm talking about the history of printed money, featuring a story from history that I genuinely believe to be one of the most interesting. So, coins were first invented in 660 BC, but before this, economies essentially relied on bartering, and so it was important the amount of who had what, stored where, could be kept track of. And this is recorded earliest in Sumeria and Mesopotamia, using clay tablets which were usually small, square, relatively thin, and had a few symbols representing various products and their quantities, and they were used as receipts that could be given to people who deposited their goods in common warehouses. The key factor in this was that the products that were deposited in common warehouses were fungible, meaning they were all exactly alike, so people could trade their receipts for other goods or receipts for other products stored in the warehouses. And so, printed money was born. However, the invention of paper money was not until the reign of Emperor Chen Shung, so 998 to 1022 AD, in China, who awarded rights to universal bills of exchange to 16 merchants. However, due to several of these merchants failing to redeem notes on presentation, the credibility of the paper money was fundamentally undermined and consequently the public refused to accept it. However, at this stage, notes were just being issued by private organisations, and it was not until 1023 when the emperor rescinded the merchant's right to issue notes that the first government-issued banknotes began to circulate. As part of this, the emperor also established the Bureau of Exchange within the government that was in control of the circulation of paper notes, much like modern-day central banks. Unfortunately, none of the original issue notes have survived, However, archaeologists have found printing plates made of brass, which have since been used to print recreated examples of the originals. The oldest banknote to ever have been found was discovered in a cave, and is believed to date back to some point between 1165 and 1174, during the reign of Chinese Emperor Xiao Chung. It was quite some time before the idea of paper money spread across China, and was instead restricted for a long time to specific areas of the empire. This changed, however, between 1265 and 1274, when the Song Dynasty issued a national paper currency standard that was backed by gold or silver. Paper money was now firmly established, to the extent that the design of banknotes were made deliberately intricate to prevent forgery or counterfeiting. And the Song Dynasty began to build factories in various Chinese cities to produce the notes, with one factory in Hangzhou employing over a thousand workers by 1175. The practice of printing money on paper would stay in Asia until Marco Polo referred to the Chinese paper money in his book titled The Travels of Marco Polo, in a chapter How the Great Khan Causeth the Bark of Trees Made into Something Like Paper to Pass for Money Over All His Country, describing the use of paper money in Kublai Khan's Yuan Dynasty. However, in Europe, this idea was treated as preposterous and so unbelievable that many Europeans doubted the credibility of his accounts and even whether he had actually travelled to China. In fact, it was not until almost 400 years later that the first real banknotes were issued in Europe by Sweden's first bank, Stockholm's Bankor. The bank was founded by Johan Palmstruck and he named these money notes credit notes and handed them out as loans from the bank that could be used to purchase anything. Like today, they were not directly linked to any deposit, and instead were based on the general public's confidence that the bank actually would pay the value printed on the banknotes in coins upon demand. However, the notes were so popular that the bank began to print more and more notes, leading to what is understood today to be inflation. 
As more and more people demanded their notes be redeemed, the bank found that it didn't have enough for all its customers. As a solution to this, Stockholm's Bancor then demanded that all loans it had granted via these notes be repaid. However, this ultimately led to bank failure and people suffering from significant financial problems. As a result of this, Johan Palmstruck, the bank's founder, was sentenced to death in 1668, but he was reprieved and remained in prison until 1670. A year after his release, he passed away. In terms of the adoption of paper money in the UK, this took place just a few decades after Sweden adopted the practice. The notes were standardised by the Bank of England and were produced by an off-site private firm in London. Furthermore, evidence of key features of the notes, such as the Britannia medallion and the promise to pay, can be dated back exactly to the 24th of January 1699. It would take another 46 years, however, for money to begin to increasingly resemble modern money, with the notes changing from being handwritten with an exact amount to being printed with a fixed denomination of between £20 and £1,000, the equivalent today of between £4,650 and £232,000. The production location of these notes would jump around London in the following centuries, with the entire process relocating to a factory in Overton, Hampshire, in the countryside, to protect the production of banknotes from German bombs during the Second World War. Another security measure, although more specific to the circulation of money, came earlier in the 20th century, as by 1921 the Bank of England had sole control of the money supply in England, with new banknotes only being able to be issued if they were 100% backed by gold or up to £14 million in government debt. In recent years, however, one of the most key changes in paper money in England has actually been to move away from the paper part of paper money, with the Bank of England launching a new £5 note in 2016, £10 note in 2017, and 20 and £50 notes in 2020, all of which are made from polymer. Controversially, these notes, as well as polymer notes from Australia and Canada, actually include tallow, a fat derived from animals meaning that the money is technically not vegan. The need for the animal fat is derived from the fact that the tallow gives the note anti-static and anti-slip properties. Obviously, this issue is rather controversial at the time amongst the vegan and vegetarian community. However, the issue is never resolved and the tallow continues to remain a 0.05% component of each note. Now, to get to what is, in my opinion, one of the most interesting stories from history, Operation Bernard. This was a secret German plan devised during the Second World War in order to destabilise the British currency. The Germans used those imprisoned in concentration camps to create forged 5, 10, 20 and £50 British notes. The operation was set up under SS Major Bernhard Kruger, who set up a group of 142 inmates from Sachsenhausen concentration camp and later other camps, particularly Auschwitz, who he forced to produce the counterfeit notes. The operation began in 1942, and although it took a long time to develop the correct paper with the right watermarks and break the code of how to generate valid serial numbers, by the evacuation of Sachsenhausen in April 1945, the printing press there had produced 8,965,080 notes, with a total value of £134,610,810. These notes are still considered to be among the most perfect counterfeits ever produced. The Bank of England first learned of the plot from a spy as early as 1939, and first detected the existence of the notes in 1943. 
The initial plan for introducing them to the British economy was to drop the notes from Luftwaffe aircraft. However, this plan was not put into effect due to its impracticality, and instead, from late 1943, at which point approximately 1 million notes were being produced a month, most of the notes were transferred from SS headquarters to a former hotel in northern Italy, where they were laundered and then used to pay for certain imports and pay German agents. Briefly, in early February 1945, the Germans also considered producing US currency, with samples of one-side $100 bills being produced on February 22, 1945, with plans to commence full operation the following day. But the Reich's security main office ordered the work halted and the press decommissioned. It is believed that the remainder of the British notes produced ended up at the bottom of Toplitz Lake near Ebensee in Austria, where they were recovered by a group of divers in 1959. But it is undeniable that the Germans were somewhat successful at introducing these notes to the British economy, although they were never actually able to destabilise it, with notes turning up in circulation in Britain for many years, causing the Bank of England to withdraw all notes larger than £5 from circulation and not reintroduce the denominations until the 1960s for £10 notes, 1970 for £20 notes and 1980 for £50 notes. Thank you for listening to Tatty Talks. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it informative. This podcast has a new episode published every other Sunday, so keep an eye out. Happy New Year, thanks and bye for now. (laughs) 